This podcast is dedicated to Road Warrior Animal. Hey peeps, it's Mr. Fretz here from the Game Changer Podcast and uh, <sighs> today on the 23rd of September 2020, the wrestling world lost one of the greatest tag team wrestlers of all time. Half of the Road Warriors, a.k.a. the Legion of Doom, Joe Laurinaitis, a.k.a. Road Warrior Animal, passed away at the age of 60. Just so damn young, and... There's the second half of my all-time favorite tag team is now dead. And it's sad. Folks, uh, I'm going to be real here. It sucks, but I just wanted to get behind the mic here for just a couple of minutes here at least and just give you some of my favorite matches and memories with with the Legion of Doom. I, I met Road Warrior Animal just last year, actually, and I'm going to get to that a little later here. But I just want to give some of my greatest hits from the Legion of Doom. Maybe there are some parts that aren't so hits. I mean, if you watch The Dark Side of the Ring, you'll probably wager a guess about what it is. But yeah, just stay tuned. This is just a special Fretzelmania podcast tribute to the Legion of Doom and to Road Warrior Animal. Rest in power, warriors. Now, you're not going to get very much of the Road Warriors run in the NWA on this a podcast today because I wasn't I wasn't watching wrestling in the 80s and I really didn't know who the Legion of Doom was until I started renting wrestling tapes around 94 95 and also playing video games I'm going to give a shout out here to to an old friend who I was actually talking to today about this uh my childhood friend Stuart now, Stuart had a Super Nintendo. I was a Genesis kid. So I got to experience, you know, Super Mario World and all those games at, at Stu's house. We actually spent a summer not only beating Super Mario World, but unlocking all 96 secret exits. Oh, and this was before the internet. So we did it all by ourselves and it was it was an accomplishment. So, uh, Stuart, I'm going to send this to you, buddy. I hope you're doing well. I hope your mom's doing well. You're staying safe. Uh, yeah, he had Super WrestleMania for the Super Nintendo, and that game featured The Legion of Doom, The Natural Disasters, Sid Justice, The Undertaker, Jake the Snake, Hulk Hogan, Macho Man, Ted DiBiase. I think that was literally the entire roster. Now, the game was crap. Uh... It didn't have finishing maneuvers, but it was a game that Stu and I would break out once in a while and have fun with. And I saw these guys in face paint and spikes, and they had a badass entrance theme. And I I go to him and say, who are these guys? He's like, oh, Legion of Doom. Uh, he lived right like next to the hardware store, so he just go downstairs go to the hardware store, rent, like, SummerSlam 91 or something like that, and there, there's a Legion of Doom. 
And it was there that I just became enthralled with this larger-than-life tag team, these giant muscular blokes in face paint and spikes, and they always shouted, like Animal would always shout in their promos, and he's like, yeah, tell him, Hawk! Well! And then Hawk would say something gross, like, I'm gonna turn them into a bunch of dirty, filthy sweat socks. Ugh, what a rush! And and I became obsessed. And I would track down all of the Legion of Doom's uh, matches and and tapes. So I go every weekend. I would rent a different wrestling tape. Some I would rent several times. <laughs> to which the cashier Shelley uh, would always go, "James, are you renting this again?" Yeah. I like it. <laughs> I like it a lot. There was a also a Looney Tunes VHS that my brother and I would also constantly rent. <laughs> uh, yeah, renting movies at the hardware store. I've, I've, I've said that story many, many times by now, but small towns. <laughs> so, Legion of Doom, they came into the WWE in around uh, 1990 after having a very, very good run in the NWA, having matches against, you know, the Samoan SWAT team, a.k.a. the Head Shrinkers, uh, Varsity Club represented by Mike Rotunda and Dr. Death Steve Williams, the Skyscrapers, uh, among many other things. Now, I've watched some classic NWA, um, <clears throat> excuse me, now that I have the network. So I'm going to start going and watching, you know, like when it comes to December, I might just do Starcade and just go through all those old ones. And Nate, if you're hearing this, maybe for December, we could at least do a Starcade on, on the Game Changer podcast. So keep an eye on that. And then there's one here, their last WCW pay per view appearance, at least until 96, was Capital Combat. Where they teamed with Norman the Lunatic against Kevin Sullivan, Cactus Jack, and Bam Bam Bigelow. Okay. Uh, add that to the list. <laughs> so, Hawk and Animal signed with WWE in uh, 1990. Uh, Vince McMahon retired the War Road Warriors moniker, but then called them the Legion of Doom. I didn't do a good Vince. <clears throat> the Legion of doom and well there was all already two people in the wwe named warriors ironically i think they would team with these two at survivor series the ultimate warrior and the modern day warrior carrie von eric and now that i say that that entire survivor series team is dead and that oh this is just gonna get sad folks so i'm gonna give some Happy memories. So good memories. Yeah, there's going to be some Dark Side of the Ring crap in here, like SummerSlam 92, but I'm just going to slip that under the rug. Now, July 1990, they came out to be known as the Legion of Doom. They appeared at SummerSlam 90, I think, as to uh, help back up the... I think they were backing up the Hart Foundation against Demolition. I also remember a match where 
the Bushwhackers were wrestling the Natural Disasters, and Andre the Giant was in the corner of the Bushwhackers, because Andre had been ousted from the Heenan family after the Colossal Connection lost the tag team titles to um, Demolition at WrestleMania six. So, th- th- so there was something there. But right away, the Road Warriors, the LOD, they were treated as big shots. They were the future of the the tag team division. You know, they had a brief feud with Demolition, who a lot of people thought, justifiably, in my opinion, that Demolition was a ripoff of the Road Warriors because Demolition came out with leather and face paint and like these masks and they looked kind of like S&M in in retrospect but th- throughout the rest of the early 90s the LOD would climb up the ranks of the tag team division including an absolute squash of power and glory Hercules and Paul Roma at WrestleMania 7 and when we're done with them their names will be sour and gory classic hawk uh wrestlemania uh not wrestlemania gosh uh that same yeah that same wrestlemania the nasty boys with jimmy hart would defeat the hart foundation for the tag team titles which would lead right to summerslam 91 chicago street fight in madison square garden lod nasty boys put on a very good match i mean the nasty boys are more competent workers than people give them credit for. And Brian Nobbs is... You don't see him on TV. He just looks like a guy, but I've met him actually the same day I met Animal. He's friggin' huge! And uh, Animal got that up for the Doomsday device? Props to him. I mean, that's that's huge. Uh, they would uh, hold the tag team titles for, I think, about six months before dropping them to, of all people, Money, Inc. Uh, LOD, I think, fell out of favor with the WWE at this point, uh, which is why Money, Inc. got the titles. Uh, Hawk, you know, Hawk was having his demons, and unfortunately for them, that got them basically kicked off the WrestleMania 8 card, which is why they were relegated to a interview which would also showcase the return of their manager in NWA in Jim Crockett, Paul Ellering. A little bit later on, Paul Ellering would introduce, for some reason, a ventriloquist dummy named Rocco. Why that was a thing, I'll never know. In SummerSlam 92, I don't need to go specific here. We all know that Hawk was wasted when they wrestled Money, Inc., and uh, that caused a lot of heat between him and uh, Animal and Hawk. It didn't speak for a while. Hawk would leave. And Animal, to finish out his contract with WWE, would have a replacement Road Warrior. A, a man who was in a tag team he was feuding with just two years earlier, Crush. Uh, Crush had recently changed gimmicks as Kona Crush. You know, the Hawaiian guy with a mullet you know he's passed away too and just going back to these 90s shows is so damn sad because all these guys are taken far too young 
Animal was only 60. And he was on his uh, wedding anniversary trip with his wife at a resort. (sighs) Man. Wrestling is just... It's sad, man. Yeah. It's just so sad. Uh, The Warriors would... uh, reunite here and there uh the help the animal would have someone else i think someone else on the team uh kensuke sasaki as the power warrior as a brief replacement for hawk before they would go and return to wcw for a brief run in 96 and i believe they were booked as heels because i watched a match recently with them against the steiner brothers and Animal used like a cheap, like a cheap shot in the corner or like a foreign object or something, and they win under heel tactics. I believe they were heels initially in NWA, but the fans just got behind them. I mean, a team that's going to use Iron Man by Black Sabbath is going to get cheered in my book. Or if they're going to use Hellraiser by Ozzy Osbourne. You're going to get a win in my book because Black Sabbath is one of the greatest bands of all time. Fight me on that. Uh, yeah, so they stayed in WCW for about six months and then had a con- uh, contract dispute with Eric Bischoff. And then 1997, I was watching Monday Night Raw, I think weekly, although around this time I was 12 turning 13. So I was not allowed to stay up too late on a school night but i made it a point to tape monday night raw on monday night so i could watch it after school on tuesday and then sometimes monday night raw actually aired tuesday afternoons so by the time i get off school boom there's raw and there's sports center and there's homework time just like that i believe the same night ECW invaded Monday Night Raw, like the Blue World Order, Rob Van Dam, uh, and um, among other, uh, Tommy Dreamer, and all these people had a quote invasion of Monday Night Raw, but it was part of a working relationship that Paul E had with the WWE. So they came back, and I'm pretty sure I screamed. I'm pretty sure I woke up my parents and got them pissed off because I was up late and I was watching Raw. But I'm like, oh, no, it's the it's the Legion of Doom. I'm sorry, but it's the LOD. And of course, that was the talk of uh, that was the talk of the playground back at school. But if, if it was 97, I would have been in seventh grade. So like out in the track and field, the football field, although we didn't have a football team in elementary school who would who would actually <laughs> but yeah that was the talk of all my friends because we were all watching wrestling and it was just man it was so good to see them back walking watching this in retrospect i know they weren't the same they didn't have the same magic i mean hawk had his demons he was worn down animal i think animal has been mostly clean I don't know if he juiced ever. I I honestly don't care. It's it's their choice. It's their life. It's their body. But they didn't have that same magic. I think just because they were part of that bygone era. They were the last lingering thread of like the 1980s era. At least in the WWE. 
And I think for the most part, they still thrived in it. This was just just when Monday Night Raw was turning into Raw is War and the War Zone and all that. So in their debut in February 97, they just plowed through the headbangers, poor guys. And it, this is what Stuart, Stuart uh, said to me when we were chatting. He's like, you know, I loved the LOD's run with Ahmed Johnson. Because Ahmed Johnson was another favorite of ours when we were kids. And we're like, oh, that six-person street fight was so cool. Yeah, we loved it. WrestleMania 13 was dope. Uh, Nate, if you're hearing this, uh, WrestleMania season next year, we're doing 13. Because uh, it took place in Chicago, not far from you. So <laughs> after defeating the nation, they uh, would go on to hunt for the tag titles again. They had a brief feud with the Godwins where I don't know if it was shoot or not, but Hen Henry Godwin broke his neck in a match against the LOD. I think they were using the spike pile driver. Gosh, talk about bygone era. My goodness. Yeah, they would go on, you know, just have a prominent role on TV and a prominent part of Team USA going up against the Hart Foundation. And I was still cheering for them, although they were going up against Canada. I was weird during this Bret Hart USA feud because I was kind of hating Bret. I thought he was being a dick. But at the same time, I'm a proud and patriotic Canadian. And... I love I love my country uh, a lot, but I thought Brett was being a dick, so I thought it was justified for the American wrestlers to always want to kick his ass. Uh, so at In Your House Canadian Stampede, I was at an impasse because you had my favorites in Steve Austin and the LOD going up against you know my favorite. In Bret Hart, in in Owen, although I was I was kind of hating Owen Hart a little bit, I was coming around because I always found him so damn entertaining. I have Owen Hart uh, episodes in my archives. Just go back and listen to them. They're they're both really well well done, at least in my mind. Legion of Doom go on to beat the Godwins for the tag titles, October '97, and this was just that thing I said about the last lingering thread of the bygone era was them having just an ever so brief run for the titles for just this I'm going to repeat this later for just the second I was 10 again just uh, man and then they had to go and drop the titles to the friggin new age outlaws like that that broke me 13 year old frats was devastated when the new age outlaws like rockabilly and the roadie beat the legion of doom and that pissed me off and that tur that turned me off the new age outlaws for well at least until they joined dx and dx became baby faces because i was a mark i'm still a mark if you think i take that as an insult think again because it's not and smart isn't an insult either i, I hate these terms that fans use. Yeah, I use I use marks in ironic ways on the podcast before, but what the hell are these terms? I'm a wrestling fan. <laughs> so if I can just go on here, the LOD would return at WrestleMania 14 
as LOD2000 with Sonny as a manager. It didn't last long uh, because Sonny was having problems of her own. That is a dark side of the ring topic I would like to see explored. Uh, maybe avoid the Sunny side up porno because uh, she pooted. Gross. <laughs> yeah, and they lost their luster. This is where... I think this is where they lost. Like, they were in the Attitude Era. They're still hanging on to that thread. And, of course, he had to add 2,000 to the end of the tag team because we were just two years away from the Millennium. Like, oh, this tag, this is going to go, this tag team, they're going to go right to the Millennium. Except they didn't even make it through 1998. And, you know, Hawk was having real-life drug and addiction issues, which they brought into storyline when uh, Darren Drozdov joined unofficially the Legion of Doom as a third member, mostly as like a, a bump guy because Hawk was in no condition and animal. Well, Edge was creeping up on him. And, you know, bump take, he can't take bumps like he used to maybe. I don't know. But that was sad. And that, that, really, sour, that really soured me for a bit. Especially this spot where, you know, Hegstrand, Hawk, like, quote-unquote, fell off the Titantron, and it was... No. So, yeah. If I, if I can highlight something in there, it wasn't... It's not popular. But I didn't mind their feud with the the DOA. Because it, it gave them familiar people to work with. I think the Shane... Not, gosh, not, that's not the Shane twins. Harris twins... Uh, have may have a history or they're friends with animal and hawk i don't know i didn't mind it but they lost their luster so yeah the, there wasn't much more with animal and hawk as a unit at this point and after at this point in time you know animal came back as a mystery fourth man at wcw sin like one of the last wcw pay-per-views in 2001 i think that's the same one where sid broke his leg uh, and that's the most disgusting thing I've ever seen in a wrestling ring. And I sat through uh, Saudi shows. Uh, man. I wouldn't see them together until a random episode of Raw. It's May 12th, 2003. It's actually a week after I went to the last live wrestling event I've ever been to. At a house show in Oshawa, Ontario, Canada where the Dudley boys faced three-minute warning and Test defeated Scott Steiner in the main event because Oshawa was Test's hometown. Legion of Doom come out on a random episode of Raw as a mystery tag team to face the champions Rob Van Dam and Kane. 19-year-old Fretz was tan again just for a second. Deep down inside, I knew they weren't going to win. I looked at them and just thought, this is just a nostalgia pop. This was this was for the older fans like me. You know, I also think of people like uh, Scott, who's about 20 years older than I am. And, you know, seeing what he posted on online today. Shout out to Scott, by the way. Great, great guy. Philly guy. And... Seeing what he posted today. I didn't know Animal was a Philly native. I always thought Chicago because from Chicago, Illinois, uh, as they were 
introduced as every time I hear them come to the ring and I would just be I'd be enthralled I'd be obsessed they wrestled Brav Van Dam and Kane and they were hoping to get a full-time contract out of this but nothing came of it you know they went back to Japan they had matches with the Shane twins you know aka oh what were they the Gemini yeah, the Gemini. They they had matches against them as they were starting off. And their last match was in July 03. Hawk would die five months later. And although this isn't where the story ends for Animal. Because, you know, he started teaming with Heidenreich upon a comeback in 2005. Winning the tag team titles at the Great American Bash. You know, this was kind of a neat thing they did for Hawk. I mean... Yeah, I guess for Hawk and Animal. Uh, because Great American Bash, NWA, I mean, the nostalgia of that alone, because, you know, that was one of the many pay-per-views in the 80s that teams like the Road Warriors and the Midnight Express and the Rock and Roll Express would make famous. And it was so nice. Allegedly, Animal and Heidenreich didn't like each other or, or like working with each other that much, but... They brought back the the Legion of Doom. They called them the new Legion of Doom or something. It wasn't the same. But deep down inside, I was that 10-year-old kid just finding the LOD again. Uh, Animal would have a brief healer run as just the Road Warrior before leaving in like 06 or 07 or something like that. He wouldn't last long and... No, that and that was it until they got inducted into the Hall of Fame in 2011, and that was such a nice induction because they had a a little toy figure of Hawk on the podium with Paul Ellering and Animal on the stage, and it was it's like they were talking to the, the to the figure like like he like Hawk was there, like he should have been there for that, and I'm. I'm just gutted. I'm lost for lost for words. I'm gutted. I'm babbling on for about 25 minutes just about the best of the LOD, just shouting off the freaking Wikipedia page here. But yeah, Animal, of course, uh, we would see him again during Heath Slater's <laughs> I Want to Wrestle Legends and Get Squashed by Them tour. You know, that included people like Lita and Psycho Sid, and Vader, Doink the Clown, and Road Warrior Animal. And there he was, he just came out, power slam, drop an elbow, and that's that. So, just to close this off here, this this is just nothing but innocent babbling. I don't blame you if you've turned this off and unsubscribed, but I'm just here as a fan, as a 36-year-old man in uh, in southern Ontario, Canada, talking about talking about my favorite tag team last year uh, june 2019 at niagara falls comic con i got the chance to meet road warrior animal it's actually the same day i met christopher lloyd uh brian knobs uh sergeant slaughter and uh who else was it that I, I know there's an oh member cast members of the office uh Meredith Creed and Oscar, if you're if you're fans of The Office, I met them. I met Jerry Mathers, Leave It to Beaver, 
and there was an animal. You know, his he had just gotten there. His lineup wasn't that big. I thought, well, I'm going to get in this lineup because I wanted to meet Kevin Conroy, but he was like an hour late and his lineup was massive. So I thought, I'm just going to go without Kevin Conroy. There's one half of my all-time favorite tag team just standing there. Wearing a new wearing an Umaga shirt. Umaga shirt, by the way, which was awesome. So, you know, introduce, said it's wanna say it's an honor. Uh, you and Hawk are my favorite tag team. And uh yeah, just you know, asked him about you know how he's doing, just talking about, you know, how much I liked him and Hawk. I asked about his son James Laurenitis, who had a career in the NFL. He's like, Oh no, he he just talked about you know, he's been he's been retired. He I think he's doing sports casting and we took a picture, and he's like, "Oh, here, here's a, uh, here's some hot, one of Hawk's pads. Put those pads on, and thirty-five-year-old frets. Just for a second, with that picture, you can see the look on my face. I was ten again, and uh, it it was su- such an honor. Animal was such a nice man. He was." A damn good wrestler, a damn good performer. The Legion of Doom, as I said, my all-time favorite tag team. And if I can give you my my favorite match from them, I can either say it's Canadian Stampede or the Chicago Street Fight with the Nasty Boys. You know, that's where they won the titles. If I watched a lot of NWA, this would be a different episode. You'd have a different answer. I did watch a match between them and uh, the Samoan SWAT team, a.k.a. the Head Shrinkers. It, it, wow, that was a damn good one. So, yeah, rest in power, Legion of Doom. What a rush. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at TheLegendaryJF. Uh, keep an ear open for me on the Game Changer podcast on Russell Addict Radio at Addict underscore Russell. Follow Nate at Real F and Game, my co-host and good brother. And uh, yeah, I would also highly recommend you subscribe to the Russell Addict Radio Patreon, where you can get a whole bunch of great shows and fifteen percent off merch. Yeah, I have merchandise. Uh, there is a Fretzelmania store on teespring.com so if you go to teespring.com and search f-r-e-t-z-l-e mania or wrestle addict radio you will find it there so again yeah rest in power road warriors i will miss you